Welcome back to Maastricht Law Talk to the seventh episode. I'm today in Den Haag, and after the intro, you will learn more about access to justice. Every year in Ontario, thousands of people are seriously injured in car or slip and fall accidents. Recovery can be overwhelming and for many, a financial nightmare. Sir, drop your weapon, put your hands on your head, and get down on the ground. You are going to be placed under arrest. We can help them get the financial compensation they deserve. That preventing a breach of the peace is a legitimate state interest. You have the right to an attorney. If you cannot afford an attorney, one will be appointed for you. My name is Benedict and I'm today here in Den Haag with Maurits Barendrecht. Maurits, hello. Hello, Benedict. You are the research director at Hill. Um, could you maybe introduce us to the concept of Hill or what it is? Hill is an innovation institute for the justice sector. Uh, we focus on the needs of um, individuals. So we don't uh, uh, work that much on the justice needs of organizations or companies, but focus on justice needs in everyday life. And we try to look at ways to improve the way problems are resolved. We will come back to that very, very soon. But you're also a professor of private law at Tilburg University. Yeah, I, I started my career at a, at a law firm uh, and, and became a traditional lawyer doing doing a lot of uh, litigation <laughs> also for the before the Supreme Court. Uh, and then at a certain stage, I, uh, I went to university and became more a specialist in designing dispute systems. Is that a common thing to do? Because I've I've seen that you're you were a partner at that uh, law firm, which is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, uh, law firm in the Netherlands. And then you changed into um, well public uh, offices. Yeah, it's it's not that common. Uh, I I realized when I was thirty five and um, <laughs> a, a a partner uh, that if I would get accustomed to the to the income levels and, and the life. <laughs> Uh, that I would uh, probably never uh, do something different again, and yeah, my my background uh, from the family is um, people working in education, mm -hmm. uh, schools, research. So the opportunity to go um, uh, to university was yeah was fitting my uh, my background. Was it also generally uh, an idea that you wanted to leave the private practice to pursue a better? Um Well, a more fair, common uh, project goal, because we, we, we are talking about uh, enabling access to justice for everyone, um, which I guess would maybe have been possible for pro bono cases and some... Uh, <laughs> yeah, before. actually, I, I, um, at the end of my studies, I had a plan with a number of uh, uh, other students to start a, a law firm working for individual people, helping them, them in situations where they got stuck and mm -hmm. they, there were powerful organizations uh, squeezing them. Um, and we had set up the plan uh, and, and um, uh, organized where we would uh, be located, etc. But then one after the other of my future partners came in and said um hmm, <laughs> we got I, an offer <laughs> yeah i got an offer and uh yeah. yeah maybe maybe first learn a few things and then uh, do <laughs> this when we are 35 or 40 when we make some money so i i was from the four i was the last one that was um was left and then uh then you were basically pushed into to, private practice yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah 
<laughs> Another very, very interesting fact on your CV is um, that you studied physics before. I don't know whether you've um, finished the program or you just started, but how did you, first of all, <laughs> jump from physics to law? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a strange story. I um, I was not that good at experimenting. So um, at the physics study, I liked the theory. I liked um, the the idea of quantum mechanics and uh, how you can predict uh, how a, how a, a apple falls uh, falls down, uh, gravity <laughs> and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But Actually, measuring things in the lab, uh, I was not very successful that, in that. I remember uh, having to uh, determine the, um, uh, the 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 value of the capacity of an electron, uh, which is the and and I couldn't get that figure right <laughs> in my uh, in my experiments. Uh, within one uh, figure after the comma, and yeah, if you look at the the, the precision that has been achieved, it's about twenty uh, figures after the comma. So uh, <laughs> I I wasn't made for experimentation. And then you the, you changed the law. I I looked around for a long time and um, didn't know what to do. And uh, there was a a friend of mine who studied psychology and was not satisfied with psychology so mm -hmm. we both said we will we will do law next to it and uh, what pushed you to the to the to the end of the law studies was that if you didn't um, uh, take up the following exam uh, at a certain time the validity of your exam would uh, would pass away and yeah. that was not true for physics so there were more incentives <laughs> okay. to finish uh, physics than uh, uh, there the were law. more incentives to finish the law studies mm. than the physics study and that was in leiden was in leiden right. yeah. yeah yeah where you also i don't know whether you actually went back to Leiden to do your PhD um, because he did a PhD later on, not yeah, directly yeah. after. No, I, I did a PhD. I started uh, thinking about the system, um, especially the system of private law. Uh, when I was a, when I was a lawyer, I, I did cases at Supreme Court and I noticed things that didn't seem to work. And uh, I found a promoter in uh, in Tilburg, uh, Jan Franke, who was interested in that uh, in that topic. And um, yeah, so I I came to Tilburg as a PhD student and became a professor later there. Ah, uh, okay, that's the connection to Tilburg right there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, today we will talk about access to justice, and the listeners might remember that in the last episode on tort law we talked about that sometimes you might get damages but this could only be a hundred euro for example but then the costs to actually to go to court to get your justice done are way higher than the damages you might get awarded afterwards yeah. and that it doesn't really make sense to pursue anything and then Reis was like okay now we have to talk to Maurit and I, I would just like an introduction to what access to justice means Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a very interesting concept. If you, if you Google access to justice or follow it on Twitter, what you will mostly see is lawyers, uh, tweeting that, um, access to legal advice should be free, um, that it should be available for everybody. And then, yeah, access to justice becomes something like, okay, I, I, I can have a lawyer or I can have access to a a judge uh deciding on my case um for a reasonable price within a reasonable time 
for us, access to justice emphasizes justice, and and justice is more an outcome. So for us, uh, justice means that you have a, a fair solution to a, to a problem to uh, reach through a a fair process. That also goes back, I, I, oh, I think, um, to the principle of the rule of law, because also here in the podcast, we talked about that very briefly, um, that you, well, the, the law basically controls the government. There is a law that um, is uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> controlling everything. And the access to justice is needed to guarantee that principle. Is that right? Yeah, um, it's always uh, interesting to to see uh, what 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 is the first principle is is what we want to achieve for the world is that the rule of law, mm -hmm. uh, or is it is it more like a kind of ordering that that works for people uh, takes them serious <laughs> as as uh, individuals. Um, uh, provides them with a good life, uh, provides society mm -hmm. with a good way of of um, of of cooperating and working together and solving problems. Uh, for me, as you might guess, it's it's more like something that that makes society work. And the principle that you observe the rules that you have agreed to, which is basically the principle of the rule of law, is a is a very useful. Uh, element of of having a an ordering for society that works, and part of an ordering of society that works is also that um, if you experience a problem with somebody else, which yeah, which which makes your life miserable um, because because another person could help you or mm -hmm. give give you a remedy or or pay you a hundred uh, euro that <laughs> is owed, uh, yeah, that that. It actually you get it, mm -hmm. and uh, and and getting what you're entitled to, um, yeah, without having to go after somebody with a gun, uh, yeah, that's something that society has has to provide. You've mentioned the lawyers mentioning on the internet that the free advice is something very fundamental. But what are the other aspects that um, come into that? Um, yeah, we 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 have developed. Um, Uh, a, a kind of instrument to measure um, access to justice. Uh, maybe it's an answer to my <laughs> failure of me measuring the uh, the capacity of an uh, of an electron. But, um, it, <laughs> you, uh, you had to. Uh, add, uh, I, I had to to build something that uh, that measures an something. <laughs> and uh, yeah, what what we what we found when we started studying. The literature about justice um, from Plato to the present times, from uh, the research that has been done on yeah, what people need um, in situations where somebody powerful takes decisions over him, over them. Yeah, there's a there's a a, a lot of elements of justice that are important. So um, yeah, access to justice is a Yeah, is a, as a, as a number of layers. Mm -hmm. um, there's there's procedural justice, there is um, substantive justice, and yeah, each of these uh, layers also has some sub layers. Um, everybody who who uh, has a problem with another 
person uh, that needs to be resolved wants to be heard. Um, and normally, if there's a solution that affects you, uh, you want to participate in designing that solution. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, justice has a, has a number of <laughs> facets, a number of um uh perspectives you can you can bring to life and ask people about their experiences and in that way you can measure it uh, somewhat well then let's maybe start with the procedural yeah access to yeah. justice what elements are there so it's definitely the, the legal advice part i would suppose right i mean you it of course also depends on what kind of uh, law we're talking about and if it's a criminal offense then you might get a criminal offense lawyer um but if you would be to destroy my laptop yeah. now here um, yeah yeah that's interesting um do do people is there a demand for legal advice mm -hmm. if you ask people who uh go to a lawyer what they actually want and there, there has been research about that then it's it's again a number of elements uh most people come to a lawyer to um ask advice about how to solve a certain problem yeah um they want advice about um uh about where they are legally um and and that that means more like um um, yeah, can I get your confirmation that what I did or what I feel is not, not entirely uh, besides the mark? So, oh, okay, uh, okay. So there's uh, that, there's not really a problem existing yet, but they just want to inform themselves. They want to inform themselves whether they acted in the right way. Yeah. Uh, normal whether 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 they are normal to experience this. Uh, this nuisance from the noise from the neighboring uh, house uh, <laughs> as excessive and um, and they also want uh, advice about how to approach the other person um, they want it uh, they want um, something like um, uh, intermediation between the parties and and some of them actually ask for okay no I want to take this Uh, this person to court because I want the authorities to tell this person that he acted completely wrong yeah. and I want access to the remedies. But that's, that's not what, what many people want. That's under 10%. So do people want legal advice? No, they want, they want advice. They want information in a difficult situation in their lives where they, would like to see a solution but then again isn't an important element there that the person that asks for that advice or seeks advice is actually aware of that you could seek that advice yeah that's that's one of the <laughs> one of the problems uh, man, many people who experience problems with their neighbors or uh feel feel um that their marriage is not working because there is a, a bit of violence not real good communication mm -hmm. They don't experience this first as a legal problem. Yeah. They right. experienced as a problem in a relationship, uh, a problem with uh, somebody who is important to them, uh, a problem with the authorities in their, in their village. And yeah, they want, they want resolution. And, uh, and yeah, the, so, so many people don't recognize it as a, as a legal problem. What's the problem in there? I mean, you said, okay, people can go and get advice for certain behavior. 
but also only if they're able to pay for it, right? Um, yeah, the, the the problem is not so much in in advice and information anymore. Um, what is my, it about? My my feeling is that in a in a in a world where there's so much information on the web, where it's so easy to talk <laughs> yeah. to people, uh, where um, yeah, the the price of information is is close to zero. Uh, whether it's music or or uh, <laughs> or, or or information uh, that you learn at uh, at university, so that's that's not really what they what they need most. They need access to a solution, and mm -hmm. access to a solution of a a justice problem always involves um, yeah uh, letting letting another person make moves. So uh, you need somebody who who can tell the other party to do something, yeah. or to pay you something, or to change behavior, and and that's the fundamental access problem. But I could imagine there also to be fundamental differences in certain um, well groups of the population. Maybe university educated people are rather inclined to actually go to a lawyer. Um, than than other people, isn't there like a, a bigger lack of knowledge that you can actually do anything, uh, something about your problems? Um, yeah, there is some differences uh, between between levels of education and and levels of income, whether people go to a lawyer. But yeah, what mostly um, uh, stops people from going to a lawyer is that they. They don't think it will solve the problem okay. in, a, mm -hmm. in, in a good way. Yeah. Um, they uh, they are uncertain whether um, uh, it the, the problem will get worse and escalate when going to a lawyer. Um, they're uncertain what the cost will be. They are uncertain whether it will help. Um, that's that's the main uh, thing <laughs> that stops individual people going going to lawyer. And there's really a problem there in in mm. a country like Holland, where we have half a billion s a subsidy for for legal advice and and uh, legal help. Only 13 percent of the population who experiences a legal problem goes to a lawyer. Oh wow. <laughs> okay, so money isn't really the problem, at least here. I mean, it depends. Probably, it's it's a combination of yeah. of uh, of the the money and yeah, whether whether what the lawyer brings is what the person feels he needs. And where does Hill see well place for change? What should change that people are actually going to lawyers that they? access justice how they are able to do so yeah in order uh, what what do you need to to um to get better solutions um have, it helps a lot if there if you know that um uh when you are you have a personal injury claim of uh, a few thousand euros mm -hmm. and you can negotiate with an insurance company and you know that um if if you can't agree with the insurance company Uh, within three weeks, uh, a judge will tell you uh, for the price of a few hundred euros what the outcome will be. That gives you a much better negotiating position than in the real world in most yeah. countries where um, this procedure could take up to three years. 
and where insurance companies know that and some of them offer you one tenth of what you were <laughs> pay off. you you will get when you go to court yeah uh, um so so access to a a neutral who can impose a decision is is very important um yeah and somebody who helps you in the negotiation process um and if necessary to how to bring your case to the to the neutral yeah is helpful uh, uh of course as well i mean maybe i maybe i'm wrong but it sounds a little bit like what the european union has established on the european union level with the ombudsman that people can go to that person that seems to be neutral and then tries to help yeah i at the the at the most of the reforms that you see in um in in access to justice are like are towards a a um yeah a a faster intervention by a third party okay uh, kind of mediating mm -hmm. role combined with uh adjudication and yeah ombudsman are uh are a very common solution throughout the world for access to justice problems for instance in consumer cases uh but and, but wouldn't that create a parallel universe is of course the one word now <laughs> a parallel platform next to the courts so there are the courts and then mediation just becomes so important that the courts might even lose a little bit of their power that they can speak in the power of the state um, yeah that that's that's uh, uh if you if you look at it from uh from the systems perspective that uh, <laughs> you are taught in in law school that's 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 a that's a problem mm-hmm um, I'm guilty. <laughs> if you if you if you look at it from the perspective uh, of uh, does the does the client get a fair solution, it it probably is not a problem. Um, and and I must say that had the reality in the world is that uh, for many problems there are there are two or three or five different procedures yeah. or or three or five. Um, three to five uh, neutrals you can go to uh it, it reminds me of a of, <laughs> of a of an advice i i got when i was a lawyer uh, at the law firm from one of the older very practical lawyers he, he also he always asked you when um when you uh, presented the very complicated legal uh problem hey mowitz to whom does the other party listen Okay. And that's that's a that's that's a fair summary of um, of access to justice in the end. Uh, if you have access to a person to which the other party listens, then you're very close to uh, a solution. Which would and be mediator. It could be it could be a mediator. Mm -hmm. It could be uh, yeah somebody. It could be the father of the of the uh, the other party. <laughs> could be his wife. Could be um, uh, yeah somebody his uh, subordinate to. It could be a judge. It could be uh, a prosecutor. Uh, and as a as a as as a lawyer. Um, Uh, I, w I would always ask myself that question: How, who, who is the first person and the most accessible person the other party will listen to? Mm -hmm. um, and and we have we have written reports about what what kind of 
people cannot be. And we found out that television programs can be very powerful tools for achieving access to justice because, yeah. For, people, for the people, people on the listen, show. People listen, uh, listen to a, a person with a camera. Okay. Uh, that's, that's very interesting. What exactly do you mean? So would you just invite that person from the TV show? There's, or, or? there's, uh, there's TV shows that um, uh, work on uh, people who have a, have a problem. Yeah. And they go with the camera to the other party and oh, yeah. tell, uh, tell that person, why don't you solve this problem? I don't understand. This is the problem. You have heard it and <laughs> you don't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And guess what? Uh, most of these problems are resolved in that way. And in the end, it's, uh, it's, it's very similar to, to what a judge is. Uh, a judge also yeah. uses publicity, loses, uses authority, uses, uh, general principles, uses, um, independence, neutrality to, to, yeah, convince people. Yeah, please, um, mm -hmm. come up with a solution. Yeah, so it, it, justice really I, rather I, in I a... I see in your eyes that I've confused yes. you to a <laughs> to, large extent. Large so, extent. So let's talk which, about that. Which is perfect, which is very good. Um, uh, this is also why I needed a second there. So justice really in the sense, in, in, mo in the more philosophical sense, that you, as a person, get justice for yourself, but not necessarily in the legal sense, that the legal system says, okay, justice has been done. Yeah, it's very this is individual justice. It's it's very interesting that that you as a as a as a law student somehow connect the idea of justice yes. <laughs> to somebody something that is provided by the legal system. Mm -hmm. um, it, 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 yeah, it's 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 very interesting to hear something like the at the the legal system, which is also a number of people working in a certain setting and, mm -hmm. uh, and obeying certain rules and that, that they monopolized uh, the idea of justice. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's strange. Why, why isn't justice not something of all of us? Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> still left me confused. Um, but, Where's the confusion? What, what, where, where? No, probably no confusion. It's, it's rather um, well, processing the information, which is very interesting. Um, because I've always seen myself as a, um, well, uh, an agent of justice, <laughs> legal naturalist. Uh, positive law is uh, so, something that I place a lot of importance in. And then, yeah. of course, in law school, also for the people that are listening and are actually law students, yeah. they know that yeah. discussion that is coming up very often. And I often have problems in courses such as philosophy of law or um, other areas where I just think, okay, why? Why do we think so deep now, right? There is the solution right there. And um, it's, it's very interesting to see that there are other ways next to this legal system or the yeah. system that has yeah. been developed by the by the government yeah yeah, yeah. Um, to yeah. still go maybe back to the legal area yeah yeah, um, yeah sure there are international instruments or well not necessarily instruments but um 
agreements when it comes down to the uh, to access to justice. Yeah. So we have the European Union level that we've already mentioned, but also the UN. Yeah. Which I think you've also been involved in setting up a report there. I'm not entirely sure. A report about uh, legal empowerment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a beautiful thing to talk yeah. about, for example. Yeah. But then there's also the national level and, of course, um, the African Union and, and others. Yeah. Um, but maybe if you could start what the states try to, um, well, how, how the states try to achieve uh, access to justice. Maybe even outside of the legal yeah, sphere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know the influence of those, uh, those instruments, but yeah. Yeah, my, my, the, the first answer that comes up is, uh, States don't try to deliver access to justice. <laughs> uh, uh, what we what we find when we try to uh, we we do surveys across the world uh, about justice problems, we get kind of a epidemiology of justice problems. What what kind of uh, problems do people have? And um, I talked this morning uh, with one of my colleagues about the upcoming report about extra justice in Tunisia and employment justice is, mm -hmm. is the big thing there. Um, in Uganda, we are starting a project where family justice is the big problem. And the interesting thing is that, that there's nobody in a state responsible for effective employment justice. Mm -hmm. or effective access to justice in, in family matters. Um, every Is there need, though, to do it specialized so that there's access to justice in family matters, access to justice in these and these matters? Or isn't it rather a universal thing that should be achieved, that everyone has access to justice? Um, yeah, as a, as a universal problem, it's it's... I, I can just say that it's completely unsolved yeah. uh, uh, in in the US, which we all think of as a as as one of the the sources of rule of law thinking, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, at least they spend a lot on lawyers over there. Um, at the <laughs> the situation of access to justice is is dramatic. Um, huh? People yeah. have to have a lawyer to argue their cases in court, and. 80 or 90% of the individuals goes to court without a lawyer because they can't afford it or don't want a lawyer. Yeah. Um, others than lawyers can't give legal advice. Uh, you are, you are um, criminally liable if you give legal advice in the US. <laughs> um, and in Germany as well. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. I thought that was the norm. So this is, uh, again, something uh, nice to know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, access to justice on a systemic level, it's just an unsolved problem. And, um, yeah, we, we found that, uh, uh, family justice as a, as a very different way of achieving it, very different solutions, mm. very different processes from consumer justice. Yeah. Uh, for a, a family, yeah, okay. uh, a family justice problem and separation, you can't solve it with an ombudsman who says, okay, do it like this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Here you have your separation. Yeah. But for a consumer problem, that that most of the time it works. Yeah. So so yeah, our our recommendation is to to don't see it as one system. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, it helps if if there's some uh, regularity in the in 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 the system. Uh, but we see it more like uh, the healthcare system. 
Okay. Had the, it's it's a system, but it's also a very number, a big number of specialized treatments for different problems. So the, the you you said that the states are not really interested in doing anything in that area. But when we come back to um, my my earlier remarks that this would be a parallel way of solving disputes next to the courts, for example, wouldn't that even be well? I, 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 okay, I think it can go both ways. And on the one hand, it's a very good thing for the state because it has less court proceedings going on, less costs. I mean, yeah. we all know how yeah. long you have to wait to uh, yeah. get a court appointment yeah. these days. Um, but on the other hand, you also lose control. So is the control part the overweighing um, problem there for the state, or yeah, why is nothing happening? The, uh, the idea of the of the state uh, controlling the law is, mm. is is yeah is very interesting. Um, <laughs> we Hill Hill was set up uh, um, before we became an innovation innovation institute. It was set up as a as a research uh, institute to. Uh, investigate what happens to the nation state in a time of globalization. So we had a number of best researchers in the world on, on norm setting, legal systems, constitutions, working on, on how it actually works now, the nation state. And what we found is that at the biggest producers of, of rules were international organizations, where um, uh, private organizations lose networks of governments who have no uh, official status. So, yeah, we 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 wrote a report that had the the title of "Rule Jungling." Rule uh, Jungling. How, how to how to <laughs> how beautiful. to work as a lawyer in a jungle of rules that <laughs> that come from everywhere. Uh, the rules that we apply here in Holland. They they are made in Montevideo, they are made in Brussels, they are made in um in, in The Hague, they're made by informal groups uh, coming together in Basel, mm -hmm. uh, banking <laughs> presidents uh going there by the G twenty, the G seven, uh, yeah. what have you. <laughs> uh, basically everybody who who thinks there's a problem somewhere Uh, can set up a website, uh, bring a group of people together and say, okay, why not have these rules uh, for this and this and this uh, situation? Uh, we, we want to, to enforce these rules. We want to, um, uh, to accept these rules between us, but we also want others to uh, observe these rules. That, that's happening all the time from industry standard setting, Towards um, the working conditions in in textile factories in Bangladesh, mm -hmm. to um, we helped to set up a wildlife justice commission that now enforces rules in Vietnam about wildlife crime <laughs> without any formal legal authority. Uh -huh. um, so it the at the 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 whole production of law is very much decentralized and and yeah nation states are are yeah powerless in 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 making rules look look at what happens to the brexit um <laughs> what uh just just disentangling england from that brussels source of law. of lawmaking mm -hmm. it's completely impossible yeah so um 
yeah it's it's yeah it's it's very strange that that law is still thought uh, thought and taught as a as a consistent whole <laughs> coming from a parliament uh, somewhere in a building in a <laughs> in a in a capital yeah well um you you've mentioned brexit and this is always a beautiful topic to bring up you of course uh, are not deemed to know everything about british law um But there is the Charter, uh, Charter of Fundamental Rights of the European Union, for example, yeah. which could apply a certain role in access to justice eventually, uh, maybe. We, we can talk about that in a second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but would you say that by the UK leaving the European Union, therefore also um, leaving the Charter, is that a re will that result in any changes for the people of Great Britain um, or the, the United Kingdom for access of justice. So is this instrument, the Ch uh, Charter of Fundamental Rights, actually helping in some way, or is it just the human rights layer that is on top, but there are other instruments missing? Um, yeah, the, uh, of course, for, for people ex uh, studying access to justice, Article 6 of the European Convention for Human Rights is, is the source to go to. Um, Yeah, that will probably still apply in, yeah. in Britain after the Brexit, but assume that this would be a, a, a EU rule. And, and what would happen in the, in the UK if it disappeared or in, in Holland for that matter? Um, yeah, I, I, I think that kind of, of fundamental rules are mm. only one of the instruments of change that, um, that you have in the, in the legal setting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I grew up as a, as a practicing lawyer at a time that human rights treaties were very powerful instruments to change the law, to make it more fair and just. Yeah. Uh, I, I worked as a lawyer for trade unions and for, uh, organizations helping refugees and, and these rules were, were very powerful then to, to change case law a little bit. Um, but yeah, what, what have, what has article six, uh, uh, of the, of the treaty brought, uh, for access to justice? Um, it, it didn't impose, uh, universal <laughs> access to a lawyer paid by the state. Yeah. Uh, it, it said that, uh, you can't have, uh, legal proceedings that last 10 years, but, uh, uh six years is probably okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what, what, what did it help? Um, uh, these, these are, as a principle, they are powerful, but yeah. In the way they are actually applied, they're, they are pretty powerless. Okay. So they basically just created a layer above everything that existed already, but the, 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 um, requirements are so wide that the national system still fit within those rules. If you just, like you just said, the 10 years. Yeah. Uh, like, and, and of course, at the, nobody will ever think of designing a, a, uh, legal procedure without, uh, both parties being hurt, uh, and being able to participate somehow. Um, at the, um, yeah, perhaps a dictatorial regime will have a, a show process, uh, where, where being hurt is not the reality. But, no. uh, if you seriously try to design a system that provides access to justice, uh, the, the, the principles in the, in the, in the treaty are very open and very vague and very 
self-evident. Yeah. But, but isn't to then go to the Council of Europe and the ECHR, the European Convention on Human Rights, isn't that an important instrument to, for example, at this very moment, keep the British government within their limits what they can do with uh, terrorist leg legislation? So the UK is always, um, well, the fourth one or for uh, um, limiting rights of citizens as soon as they are well, yeah. seen yeah. as a terrorist or something. Um, isn't that then a helpful... No, it's helpful it's tool. it's helpful. It uh, yeah. it's a way to mobilize lawyers, uh, invoking a, a, a human rights uh, paragraph from a treaty. Um, it's it's a way to signal to the government, hey, now it's very serious. So, yeah, it it's a useful tool, but it's mm -hmm. it's one of many tools to to let uh, legislation and and the way the society is ordered uh, become more fair. Would you be able to m mention one tool that you think actually had quite an influence on access to justice? Or is there nothing really you can uh, mention? <laughs> um, Maybe I, I think, I think I mean, one of the most powerful ideas and, and trends is in access to justice is that um, a, a, uh, a single judge... Um, Uh, working in a problem-solving way, um, yeah, can can have legitimacy and and can help really uh, uh, people really to solve their problems. Um, the the concept of problem-solving justice is developed in the U.S. for uh, for youth crime, for drug crime, uh, and and for um, crime committed by uh, people with a mental health problem. Um, and yeah, they realized that just um, sending people to prison for a number of days or uh, won't help. Uh, imposing a fine won't help. Uh, so they started to experiment with with things that did help. And the parallel to problem solving justice in in civil justice systems is um, at the integration of mediation tools mm -hmm. and phases and adjudication uh, in, a, in, in the procedures we design uh, when we have to the freedom uh, to to uh, yeah to go to an innovative procedure um, and generally is is uh, a, a phase where people are informed about what is reasonable uh, where they interact and communicate so they they understand each other better and then a phase of uh, a mediator helping them to resolve the remaining issues and then immediately after that a a adjudicator who understands what the outcomes of the mediation are and can help to take the the decisions that are really needed mm -hmm. and it's perfectly possible to let that kind of system Uh, be in conformity with substantive law about torts or yeah. with substantive law about family justice. Beautiful two areas of laws, both that are um, private law matters. And it, it makes sense, of course, as a professor of private law, that this is a focus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at, at least on the international level, there are instruments that cover the um, criminal justice system. Yeah. There's the, the UN principles and guidelines on access to legal aid and criminal justice for example is, is that one of the only instruments that exists in that area because, uh, sorry in the area of um, access to justice because you've mentioned okay we need family law instruments we need 
Company law instruments, for example. Yeah. But is criminal justice maybe one area that has worked out quite well? Um, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 we, are, we are now starting a, a, a big project on, on criminal justice here in the Netherlands. So it's, it's early, early days. Um, but w one of the things we, we learned uh, is that if, if people go to the police um, and they, they, they report a person who is a problem or something that is happened, um, then, then most of the time what, what people want uh, isn't a criminal prose uh, prosecution. Uh, the neighbor is um, uh, is a difficult person. He, um, everybody around him is a is a bit afraid of him <laughs> because he's a strong man and he mm -hmm. has tempers. But they also notice that he um, he he pushes uh, cigarettes to his own body uh, and burns himself. Yeah. Uh, so people go to the police and say somebody should do something about this. And what does the police do? They say, okay, uh, can you please tell me when he hits a person? What, uh, what happened? I see. And then they look in the protocol and say, okay, if it's um, had a kind of maltreatment, is that much? Then I should arrest him or let him go for a fine. So, yeah, the, at the criminal justice system is also... Yeah, it's, it's not solving the problems that that it should solve. Yeah, and, and yeah, what what we instead of of generalizing what is needed for a justice system in international instruments, which, which have been helpful for 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 twenty or thirty years, mm -hmm. and, and a lot of change in the legal system was caused by these. By these international treaties, but somehow they 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 are not that effective anymore. <laughs> they everything that you can get out of that treaty has been done has been done. So it's and time for a new achieved. one. It's it's time for new mm -hmm. instruments, and and the kind of instruments we believe in is to have for yeah that type of situations that we talk about: uh, neighbor problems, family justice. Uh, crime by people with men mental health come to look whether uh, we can we can bring together the best practices how to solve these problems um, have have kind of a, a guideline for treatment of these problems treatment by lawyers but also treatment by uh, mental health professionals by uh, municipalities um, how how should we treat potential terrorism Mm, that's that's yeah. what that's what everybody's thinking about not about how terrorism is punished or or uh how people are arrested <laughs> yeah you as an educator yourself uh, as a professor of private law yeah what yeah. do you think is there maybe a need for revolutionizing that's a very big word now of course um legal, legal education so that you can actually bring access to justice from maybe the bottom and not from the top. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, we're sitting right here, right? And, and, and the, me as a law student, you as a professor. And in the United States, I think there have been law clinics for quite some time, and it's also coming, uh, becoming more and more popular here. In my faculty, for example, there's yeah. also a mediation yeah. cl clinic. Um, do, do you think that this really has a big impact on the future of access to justice? Should that be done more? And if so, what? Um Yeah, as long as the you you have law clinics where you have law students who have been um, learning legal rules for three years and then think that by applying the rules they can solve the problem, <laughs> uh, it will not change any every yeah, anything. Yeah. Um, uh, what will change is is if you if you take a step back and say okay. Uh, what 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 is rule of law in the end? Uh, I, I I'm I'm not a a big system thinker uh, at least not anymore. But it's it's something like we talked about it earlier. Some kind of ordering relationships between people, an ordering that works and gives people the feeling that it's that it's fair and and mm -hmm. that they can live with it. Um, And if if you if you bring that question central to legal, uh, to education, um, yeah, how to order people's lives, how to help people order their lives in interaction with others, it becomes a very interesting um, topic. And yeah, there's yeah. so many perspectives you can teach on that. And of course, the code Napoleon has has very <laughs> interesting <laughs> principles. Uh, and of But, course you bring that in. But um, yeah, use use the 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 tools of modern knowledge. Use mm -hmm. the use use what people tell you about what they what they find fair or not. Uh, count the number of problems you have to solve. Uh, uh, investigate what works or what doesn't work as a solution. How people feel uh, six months after a judgment. Mm -hmm. uh, Uh, is has the problem um, uh, been resolved? Uh, if if only thirty percent uh, of the problems is resolved, how can you change your procedure and your decision in a way that forty percent is resolved? Yeah, uh, yeah. For, for the listeners, whoever is interested in that, I think in episode three we had that uh, two Jeroen ten Vorde from Leiden University with us, uh, and we also talked about um, this. Uh, well, the effectiveness of yeah. of the legal yeah. system. Yeah. Um, Are you teaching at the moment, or what is the next course that you're teaching? Um, oh, are you teaching? I, at <laughs> I'm I'm now uh, at Tilburg um, with the assignment to uh, um, yeah to valorize legal research uh, to mm -hmm. to increase the impact of legal research. So what I have to do is is work from two ways. I I have to show. Uh, legal researchers, how the results they uh, they achieve, the, what they find, how it can be brought to uh, effective uh, application, <laughs> uh, and I'm also hoping to show them how, what what kind of um, of issues in solving legal problems need research attention. Yeah. Um, Uh, one of one of the 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 insights that that um, we can we can learn from um, yeah the, uh, the, the 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 big innovators in this world uh, the IT industry and 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 the medical profession 
uh, the IT industry drives our economy and the medical profession has given us five extra years of our life <laughs> over the last 25 years, which, yeah. which is a tremendous achievement. What we can learn from them is that most of the useful knowledge is, is created in interaction between people with a research mind, looking at effectiveness, uh, doing randomized controlled trials, and practitioners who, who really want to find better treatments, better solutions, better, uh, more useful IT uh, uh, systems. So are you linking your students up with tradition, uh, practitioners, for example? Because it, it sounds basically like you're already um, yeah, taking the ideas for education that we talked about uh, earlier, just a few minutes ago, and put that into your own... Um, uh, yeah, I, I, nice. I try to I try to do that, but uh, the linking to practitioners is is yeah, that's that's one of the problems we also encounter. Uh, the way that lawyers have regulated themselves also is a, a big part of the of the problem. Mm -hmm. um, lawyers like like um, have one of the uh, members of our programmatic steering board, uh, the. Um, Uh, Professor Gillian Hatfield, uh, somebody you should certainly also uh, interview. Uh, she she presents in this way: uh, the, the the way lawyers have regulated themselves um, uh, gives them no access to all the tools of of modern business that can make make an organization successful. <laughs> uh, lawyers are not allowed to. Uh, work closely together in one company with people from another profession. They are not mm -hmm. allowed to take yeah. in uh, money from an investor who also wants a big share in the company. They are not allowed to um, uh, attract capital in that way. Uh, they, Because it would they have to, their... uh, in in yeah. many countries... Um, at the risks of doing business, they have to take that personally. Mm -hmm. uh, they, yeah. they can't shift that to a to a company. Um, they, they 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 can't work for for two parties, which is a which is a really big impediment for delivering to people what they what they actually want. Uh, I remember two people, like, people people want help to resolve the problem, mm -hmm. uh, advice about that, and help with connecting again to the other party to find a solution. So one law mediation. firm for both parties? One law firm for both parties. Okay. In, in Holland, yeah, uh, a report has been brought out by the, the, the children ombudsman who is looking after children's rights. And he says, the, the way divorce is handled in the Netherlands, it should stop because having both your own lawyer Yeah, makes it adversarial, and and even if you really try to resolve it, in the end, there will be conflicts and it will be escalating. And so, what we need is one family lawyer who advises the family how to split up and how to do that best, mm -hmm. and, and of course, uh, takes in mind the fairness for both parties. But that model is not allowed. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 really a big problem. The the yeah. way lawyers have regulated themselves are <laughs> are yeah, probably one of the biggest impediments to access to justice nowadays. Mm -hmm. This Jalen Hatfield will tell you that um, um, at the, the 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 rules 
um, make lawyers working for individuals so inefficient that about 80% of the $200 or euros you pay per hour for a lawyer is, is actually like a, a, a tax uh, that you could take <laughs> away. Um, if you would have a, a very uh. effective company dealing with family <laughs> justice, um, yeah, it, it could make people work for, for 40 euro an hour. They could take that home and they would have a, 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 a great income. Mm -hmm. Um, but they would work, uh, eight hours a, a day on the real, on the things that are really needed. Yeah. And, um, the rest would be taken care of by the marketing department and by, uh, the, uh, the IT system. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they would only do these things where human intervention is absolutely That's indispensable. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, the it's it's incredibly inefficient the justice system. <laughs> well, we've seen that there are several um, spaces, spots for improvement, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you would maybe just want to summarize, so we've talked about the two layers of uh, access to justice: procedural and substantial. Maybe. Just summarize what the main problems are and how, again, then just um, maybe they can also look it up later on your website, but how Hill wants to um, yeah, resolve we, this. We, we brought out a, a report on uh, making the, the Dutch system more responsive to human needs and more fair. And the program we set out there um, says, yeah, Uh, change change the rules the regulation for lawyers so mm -hmm. give make make it possible to organize legal advice legal help uh and in particular legal supplying legal solutions uh make make it possible to do that efficiently uh, using the the, <laughs> the normal methods that we have in the rest of society the second thing is um Yeah, give give courts the responsibility for designing the the, the effective procedures. Um, don't let them be designed by yeah legislators. Legislators, <laughs> yeah. I hesitate because yeah, it's yeah. not designed by legislators. It has been designed by legislators 200 years ago, mm -hmm. and there's a few amendments. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it's it's totally not controlled, not evaluated anymore. Um, and the third thing is, um, yeah, uh, develop treatment guidelines for the for the ten most important problems that people can encounter encounter in their in their lives and that can make them miserable and where they need access to justice for. And I guess these ten problems can be found on the website. Yeah, yeah, we can. Uh, yeah, you can. You can have a have a guess what what the problems are that we find most <laughs> important. That's the the problems that people in a survey indicate okay. as having the the most impact on their lives. Yeah, and it's always um, uh, separation. That's really um, a, a very big intervention in your life. Um, losing your job. Uh, neighbor disputes for people who cannot afford to move away from the situation, uh, personal injury, uh, medical treatment problems, um, 
um, things that involve your reputation uh, in the media or on social media. Um, these are these are the the kind of problems that have the biggest impact, and of course, being the victim of crime and and being taken in custody for um, uh, a crime. These are these are very heavy problems as well. Mm -hmm. Be being surrounded of buildings by the Dutch government and the beautiful snack bar, yeah. the Freiheit, where uh, but the freedom snack bar where I can buy uh, a Dutch freedom snack soon. Um, I just wanted to thank you very much and we've seen that these kind of freedoms come with pros and cons and hopefully the access to justice can be improved soon and with the help uh, by Hill and Mauritz, I thank you very much. Thank you for your thoughtful questions and for this great conversation.